can't tell if Shalani's drunk. <laughs> could be. That's going to be off the record on the QT and very hush-hush. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Jesus fucking Christ and Pierce Morehouse Paget, Martin, and Brady. Rolo Tomasi is the reason I became a cop. I wanted to catch the guys who thought they could get away with it. It's supposed to be about justice. Then somewhere along the way, I lost sight of that. I doubt you've ever taken a stupid breath. Don't start now. This week, our November Noir tour continues, and this time we're going back to 1997 to go back to the 1950s. In perhaps the most recent perfect example of a stereotypical noir movie, L.A. Confidential was not only spot on for the genre, but also extremely successful and such. But only one person can verify if this is a good noir movie. Martin? Yeah. Yeah. I, Enough I, said. Super- all right, guys. <laughs> all right. As always. <laughs> As I, uh, this is the only second time I've seen this movie because it's really, really, because of the really length. long, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did read the book, um, of course, yes, obviously. it is good. As, as soon as I finished, <laughs> very well read. As soon as I finished uh, watching Just it, started a podcast. I, I, uh, I, I said to Lindsay, I'm like, yeah, that held up. That was good. Uh, it, maybe not as striking as the first time I, when the first time I saw it in '97, I loved it. Um, but it, it was it was definitely good. It was definitely a really good rewatch, and and yeah, a really good example of a of a neo noir, like a, a a modern noir movie. Yeah, what'd you guys think? I I love it. I was waiting for Johnny to be like, I have yeah, never yeah. seen it. Oh no, I own this film. Um, <laughs> also, not you named, your, you. you named your dog after. They did name my dog after after Rolo. Owning it has never stopped you from actually watching the movie. <laughs> that Just is to true. be clear. But actually, I I own the Blu Ray, so I've watched that a couple times. Um, oh. And yeah, it's just it fits so well for this genre, and it fits so well for like the style that they're looking for. It plays on all the different characters, the different tropes of like the really you know intellectual detective who thinks he's better than everybody and kind of gets it from the entire staff. And then you got the meathead that is just you know you're the blunt tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I forget what that is. Where they're like, we needed a blunt tool, and that, and that's you. Oh. James Bond from Casino Royale. But yeah, like, nice. I trust nice him. Pull. <laughs> yeah. Who am I to say that that's not right? <laughs> the Broccoli's would be proud. <laughs> yes. And then again, like the the elements of, you know, Danny DeVito's character was great, like how he's playing Sid both Hutchins. sides. Yeah, right. The gossip guy that's creating the news and then all of like the underworkings of the political system and things like that. It yeah. it was really good. Really good. I, I mean, I, I had seen it once. I don't remember when. Probably not right when it came out, but somewhere in the vicinity. Um, so I had kind of, I'd forgotten a lot of it. And when the new, when the movie started, my first note, I was like, "Devito narrating feels wrong for this movie." And then like he got, you're down. thinking of Matilda, aren't you? Well, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but it was. And then it got to the point where you realize that he's typing and you know he's essentially yeah. like speaking the thoughts okay. out loud and then I, I changed it i'm like all right it's better now <laughs> <laughs> yeah voiceover narration doesn't always work but it, it worked in this case because of that because he is a writer yeah because of what the Just way they presented it as yeah. such yeah um i still don't know if i love it but uh that part of it 
the movie itself I think is good. I don't probably love it like some people do. Like I think you guys probably hold it a little higher than I do. But I do think it's pretty good, and I think it holds up as well. I, yeah. I think for, like, you know, jokingly, like a movie that's from 1997, but also technically like a 50s stylistic uh, movie. I think it actually is good. And, I, you know, watching some of the noir movies we have that are yeah. much older. A lot um, of Chinatown in this, I thought. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. Just like, again, the overly we didn't do complex. Chinatown, did we? Yeah, we yeah, did. We did. You, you didn't like, like yeah, we did. That That's right. <laughs> you yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Jack. Yeah, yeah. They got the development outside of town. Yeah, okay. just because there was just because of the whole complicated, you know, money, money. Sto- well, I guess maybe, maybe not that much, but there's <laughs> there's something about it that like having more of the uh, the government uh, kind of involved uh, made it seem like some corrupt some corrupt cops and corrupt officials reminded me of Chinatown. And and yeah, just the overly complicated story. Story. I remember when I saw this in '97. Yeah, I I didn't know any of the noir tropes and this, right. this probably actually started me really kind of digging into watching some old movies because i didn't I, I felt like there was a lot going on in this that i didn't it's definitely understand. your bridge right it's a bridge yeah. to the older movies by being not yeah. at the time um, like i didn't know who veronica lake was probably didn't know who rita hayworth was you guys probably still don't know who either of those two are well rita hayworth uh, rita is Hayworth. Is come on, come on guys <laughs> Uh, Veronica Lake, no, I don't no, have yeah, uh, anything for for her. Looks just like Kim Basinger. <laughs> she does. Um, the what I didn't know um, was that many of the events of many of the events in the movie were based on, on real events, like the the bloody Christmas scene, drunken police beating on uh, uh, Hispanic prisoners is a, is a real story. Hmm. Um, Mickey Cohen obviously is uh, like a lot of that part is uh, real stuff. So they're pulling from real. Not footage, but real events, events to kind of frame Rip from the headlines. There you go. Frame the uh, um, frame some of the movie. The Lana Turner dating an actual gangster. Uh, Gianni Stump- Stompanato. Stompanato. Um, <laughs> that actually happened. Lana Turner's he was beating on her. Lana Turner's daughter stabbed Stompanato to death in real life because he was beating her up. That yeah. checks. <laughs> I, I've totally that's the one scene I I forgot about. I remembered most of this more again for only seeing it once. The part um, where where it's actually Lana Turner. Lana, yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when they were just chuckling about it in the car, I thought was I thought was pretty good too. Um so but, Guy, Guy Pierce. Yeah, this introduced us to Guy to me at least Guy Pierce yeah. and Russell Crowe and I think most of the world. Yeah, the Russell Crowe thing for sure. I mean, oh, a lot a lot of Australian actors yeah. in this movie. <laughs> uh along with Simon Baker who had a third name in, in the credits. Yeah, Simon Allen Baker. Which one's Simon Baker? Is he the guy he was, from the Mentalist or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And he was like the, the he was the, the one male that, escort. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, got him. Yeah, but it was it was like Simon Baker something. Is and he I was Australian? Like, yeah, oh, I didn't. know. So all three of them okay. uh, were uh, were Australian. But God, Pierce is just real hateable. Yeah. <laughs> Punchable face. Lose the, the glasses. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I really thought there was going to be a little bit more payoff for that. Because they, they they went to that well like two or three times, the like, lose the glasses like nobody wears them, yeah. and like one time they got damaged. But really, like I, I fe- almost felt like there should have been a little bit more. I think I think there's probably something more there that that I that we don't really know. Maybe Could be. It, it really is 1950s. Nobody wore glasses. Hmm, maybe, but I felt like, I feel like there shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no he, cops. You know, he cops. needed them though. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't right. see the clock. Right. <laughs> if you need them, you need them. Um, but I think I think the whole point is just yeah, just that cops just don't. Yeah, I, I just as it happened after the first time, didn't really think much of it. Second time, I'm like, 
All right, so there must be like a glasses play. Something is going to happen here. No, not really. Just, yeah, the only guy that wears them. But this was a step up for our boy Jamie Cromwell. Yeah. Back when? From Babe? I was going to say from (laughs) Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. He's the dad. Yeah, that's right. God, I did not remember that. Yes, nice. back when call, he's called call. Jamie Cromwell. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that Jamie? I, mean, I don't think that uh, I've ever heard of him. Hey, Boyo. Hey, Boyo. <laughs> Babe, for sure. Um, but that was around the same. Well, no, Babe was like '94. or something. Yeah, Babe was, uh, yeah. was a little '95. Uh, '95. Uh, so yeah, a couple couple years later. But um, he was also unlikable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Which unlikable. they said. I mean, audiences after Babe would, would assume that he would have not been on the the bad side of things. But. Well, that, that's what I remember liking about this too. Is back back then when I was more, a lot younger, um, you always want to root for like you want to find out who the who the good guy is, right? And there really isn't a very a center good guy character in this. Like a couple of them are obviously they're trying to say Bud White and Edmund Exley, so Guy Pierce, um, Russell Crowe, and Jack Vincennes, uh, uh Spacey. Spacey are like. They have good. They have good intentions, right? But none of them are perfect. They're all flawed oh, characters, no. yeah. flawed yeah. good guys. Um, and that's a, you don't have like that moral center. You're like, okay, who am I rooting for here? That's what I love about the Wire too, which I watched later, much later on. But like that, these characters are complex, and none of them are really that good. And you're just kind of following the story along, and you don't, you know, you don't have none to of them root are good. For, yeah, you don't have to be like proactively rooting for any right. Of them. You're like, not proactively rooting for any any of the characters. I really, did, I really thought that. There was no way that he survived at the end. But Bud White, Russell Crowe's character, survived at the end. Survived the gunshots. Yeah, yeah, he got shot like three times in the chest, like, right? <laughs> yeah, square, point blank, and the last one. But whatever, they wanted to be, make it more of a happy ending. Bullet to the face. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Through Still talks. <laughs> Still fine. Um, one of my well, first I gotta give a shout out to my man David Straight Hair. Yeah, <laughs> Straight Hair. <laughs> Love um, him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, awesome. he did not awesome. in sneakers, sneakers, a bunch of other spending stuff, a but... ton of things. Um, and this again, he just making his way. Like, hey, yeah, small role. I know what I got to do. I'm trying to make my money. I'm working the system the way I can. And yeah, you might not like it, but that's what I do. Trivia for you boys: three Oscar winners, three Oscar nominees. Who are they? Winners and then so six yeah. total. We're six looking total. for six total people here. Different people. Yeah. Well, R- Russell Crowe for sure. Kevin Spacey. We are. We know one. Yeah. And then Did Basinger. Ever? I was gonna say Basinger, but for what would she have won? Bessinger. Um. Should have gotten nominated for eight and a half weeks. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I have not. <laughs> Brady, you should watch it. Um, I was a big fan of uh, of her for a uh, couple films. Um, yeah, well, I would say Basinger, but I don't think. Uh, ever... uh, Cromwell. What did he win for? Babe, I think. I think he got supporting actor. We're nominated for supporting actor. So, um, Basinger's right. What'd she win for? for? What movie? This one. Oh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. I think I did know that. I watched it. Of course, I watched the Academy Awards of in '97 right, sure or '98. Um, yeah, and then uh, De- De- Devito. The oh, Devito. Uh, yeah, Devito was nominated as well for this. Um, I don't know for this. I can check that. Real quick. Cuckoo's Nest. Cromwell, Strathairn, and Devito were uh, are the nominees. Oh yeah. What else would he have? 
Jack the Bear. Or with honors? Is that a movie? I was like, what are you saying? Who's in Who's in all these movies? Danny DeVito. DeVito's in with honors? No, is it's that, that Joe Pesci. It's Pesci. Is it Pesci or Williams? Robin Williams? Yeah. Robin Williams is not in with honors. Then it might be Pesci. Pesci's in with honors. Danny DeVito's in Jack the Bear. That's a, that's a Kevin Kent movie. With honors is. <laughs> uh, that's Moira Kelly. So he's nominated for... Aaron Brockovich for Best Picture. Who? DeVito. DeVito? He's what? a producer. There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. So, yeah. Producers get that Best Picture. Sneaky. Uh... I, I never liked that. when It's like, whoa, whoa, the whoa, best whoa Martin, don't be ripping on the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean that the producers get all the credit for yeah. it. I, I get they do. So that's, a a, that's a little sneaky in the, for him to, uh, to score one, but... No, um, I mean, but it's, ultimately, it speaks well to the cast in general, right? Like it's, uh, I mean, you know, Basinger obviously probably thought of more as a, I don't know, if sex symbol is the right term, but I mean, she's definitely a a beautiful actress over the course of her her run. But yeah, I mean, she she did really good in this, and yeah, rightfully so. so. I think it was the Academy thought so. The Academy thought so. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's fine. But again, the for the for the time, I do remember this being a huge movie, yeah, and. Um, and and yeah, I mean, not knowing a ton about film noir at the time, but it uh, it seemed to bring bring that back. A lot of people loved that for that reason that it was a really good example and, and a really good adaptation of a of a complex book. Well, they so there was something I thought was funny because we talked about this when we were talking about Seven. The studios, you know, having different opinions on what uh, what a movie should look like. Um, Curtis Hansen said he there was a great deal of resistance to having three lead characters, mm-hmm. and uh, he was first told to delete Exley and Vincennes and make the film just a movie about Bud White. See, and then it would have been. And so he explained why Exley was essential, and then they told him just to delete White and Vincennes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you just can't get people in the room to uh... yeah because they, they think people are stupid <laughs> that they can't figure out that you're not rooting for any one of these guys right and which you is need all three of which them. when it hasn't really been a thing is a harder thing for people to grasp but also people are capable of just like kind of le- yeah. learning that on the fly and figuring that out if if the movie's good if yeah. in the and it and it is right so yeah if me at sixteen could figure it out the rest of the world can my uh my one Tate technicality and granted this is nineteen fifties whatever but. They put all of the teams on the night mur- or the night owl murders. They had uh, forty-two teams or forty-three teams of oh, two, two cops, two cops, ninety-six cops, <laughs> on, uh, forty-eight teams. Forty, sorry, forty-eight teams of. You'll get there. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was two. one of their own, man. They have to find out who. Yeah, yeah. who killed Stensland? All hands on That's deck. That's a lot of cops on one case, <laughs> especially when you're. Uh, you're guilty of it. <laughs> You're like, Congo, guys, go out and find me. Yeah. Put, we're putting as many hands as we can to go search for clues to implicate me. So corrupt. Meaning the captain. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Cromwell's character. But well, um, he had his guys planting the shotguns. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like that was the initial tell of what was going on. Like, how do they get here already? And they were quietly in the garage with... With the guns. <laughs> hey. Don't mind us. <laughs> but yeah, and then, as Martin mentioned in the beginning, Rolo Tomasi, just another great name to throw out there. My uh, Our dog is named Rolo, and the kids were like, what is his middle name? And I'm like, Tomasi. It's Tomasi, guys. <laughs> and they're like, what? What does that mean? I'm like, 
You'll understand later. Yeah. <laughs> when they're ready when they're ready for this movie. Right. So we'll show it So you. Martin, um you mentioned the uh the novel uh written by James Elroy. Mm-hmm. Do you know all four of the LA quartet? No, but I know the Black Dahlia's another one. Which is the first one. Um and then I looked it up but I don't remember the other two names. The Big Nowhere is second, LA Confidential, and then White Jazz. You would think that they would they is that haven't La-La adapted. Land? I don't know <laughs> why or if they did, if there was, cha- it would be weird to change the name. But I mean, the Black Dahlia was done, yeah, in two thousand six with Scarlett Johansson. I haven't seen it. Josh Hartnett, Hartnett, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did see it. Affleck. Possibly. I just remember it getting getting panned, and then I just never never, never went, to went to it. I pretty sure I didn't go to the theater, but I'm pretty sure I rented it. Um, was it around the time of Zodiac? And I think I chose which was Zodiac way instead. better. Yeah, Josh Hartnett, Aaron. Yeah, Zodiac Eckert. was two thousand seven. Um, yeah, Scarlett, Hillary Swank. Yes, it was Affleck because he plays like, right? Superman. He plays Affleck George was the Reeves. bomb in Phantoms. Affleck plays uh, George Reeves. He's not listed on the front end, but yeah, I felt yeah. like I remember him being in it. George Reeves. He was the original Superman. And, oh, uh, show. okay. Yeah, because Black Dahlia is based on real stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a, yeah. a real murder, right? So yeah. yeah. I probably should should watch that, but yeah, I'm surprised that all four of his movies, like especially after this winning Academy Awards and yeah, huge. but also why they would have started with the third, so it's almost like that was oh the second isn't this, this no this is the third yeah it's oh. like Star Wars they started with the Black Dahlia yeah. Big Nowhere it's probably just the best one maybe the other that's two, what I'm wondering if it was like great. okay guys like this yeah. LA Tor- LA Quartet is a thing but like one of them is a standout and yeah. then yeah probably. I don't, yeah. It's like Elmore Leonard books, you know. They didn't do them all, but they did a lot of them. As you said, that literally the fir- the next the first line in the on Wiki is like, Elmore Leonard wrote that reading the Black Dahlia aloud would shatter wine glasses because <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he did out of sight, you know, and Rum Punch, which became Jackie Brown. So again, back to our '90s, just having awesome. There was a lot of good novels being written, and they good adaptations made from them. There was just a lot of good talent didn't, out there. Didn't Elmore Leonard create? Justified as well. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was just based on a short story, Fire yeah. in the Hole. Yeah, yeah. Boyd Crowder dies. Oh, spoiler! There's no reason for it. <laughs> spoiler well, you've alert! You've seen the first episode of Justified. I right? have, but not all of our, li- our all of our listeners have. They're not cultured swine. I'm talking. About, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just let people live. Like let them have a little. Well, he bit. gets shot right by. Uh, well, by Raylan. you might as well go for it now. Man, but just he spoil lives it all. In the, Come on, in the show. Tell us the whole ending. <laughs> The show, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess I should. If we're not, I just prepared for yeah, justified. Just, just came out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> justified catching spray. I thought strays. you guys would find it interesting. Well, I already I knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, also directed by Curtis Hansen, who directed uh, Eight Mile. Eight Mile, yeah. But right, right after this was, uh, or maybe a couple years later, was Wonder Boys. Um, that sounds Gyllenhaal. Well, no, uh, Toby Maguire Maguire and Michael Douglas. I honestly love that movie. It's so good, and no one ever talks about it. Remind me what it's about. Uh, I feel like I've seen it. It's based on uh, another author's book, Michael Chabon, and it's about a Michael Douglas has writer's block, and he's a professor, and it's just a kind of a weird story about him trying to get out of writer's block. Okay. Yeah, it does. He's dating somebody, and Toby McGuire's one of his students. I don't totally remember it, but I rem- there's a heist involving. Uh, <laughs> who's yeah, heist now? 
<laughs> not really heist, a heist. you say? Yeah, when I, it's like a mini heist. Uh, some what? what? Oh, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe's jacket. Oh, cool. I think you guys uh, would enjoy it. I, I mean, I definitely seen have seen it, but I have not. <laughs> yeah, I don't, somewhere along the lines, probably of uh, thirty move. You know, the, our movie binge sessions in the past. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, it happened, but. I didn't recognize the name Curtis Hansen, but um, yeah, looking him up, obviously, even from Eight Mile, I didn't remember. Didn't really remember. He helped him, so. write the screenplay with this uh, of this too. So did James Elroy. So that's probably why it's so good because the director and the writer um, helped we, with the we, writing. We can talk about. Uh, we talked about Spacey in uh, in Seven. Obviously, he, he wasn't great in this. I didn't think he just is, has his own little persona, mm-hmm. right? Different, obviously, vastly different from coming off of Seven. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like he played it well and fine, sure. but, yeah. you know, enough to drop a clue uh, as he's about to die, yeah, throwing yeah. the, name, the Rolo Joe, name out. That's really the highlight of, of this movie. Every, I feel like every film noir has something like that, some kind of little twist or, or, or something that makes it an interesting way of, of they leave a breadcrumb for them to find, and that was just a perfect one. Yeah. And that actually, you know, you could almost you could see it on his face. It was really good acting, too, right, Guy Pierce, Like... Uh, you would think that James Cromwell would have seen would have seen it like the right. character, um, but he played it really well. He played it off like, "Oh, uh, nope, we'll look, I'll look into it." <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him enough to. Uh, <laughs> I just made him up, you fucker. <laughs> right, enough to uh, to get the message across, and yeah. then also to uh, to drop to then drop it himself at the end and kind of save himself a bullet. Yeah, you know it's. It's it's unique. I, I think the story itself. I mean, I, I think that part of it is all tied into maybe why that novel is really good. I mean, it it, it weaves a, a good path, and you have people kind of switching sides and allegiances. And mm-hmm. I think they said in the novel, it's not Basinger, who they the guys are. It's it's the girl who gets like raped, like actually starts dating her. Yeah, it's there was like, there was it was a lot more complicated. There was more elements. They, yeah, they condensed a little bit, but not much. Like they really left a lot of it in. But they, I, I think I remember. Yeah, something they said like, like the love interest is actually I don't remember her name. Yeah, but that woman and not which is way weirder. Um, Susan Lefferts or whatever. No, no, Susan she's Lefferts the one is the redhead who gets oh, killed. The right. It's the girl who they he finds uh, in the house. He finds oh, right. tied okay, up yes. and saved and yes, has yeah, been yeah, raped by all those guys. And, yeah. But yeah, so it's weird that that that's the girl who becomes in a relationship as opposed to. I feel like they got it more right in the movie in yeah. terms of not being. Some, sometimes it's make it, making it a little bit simpler is better, and other times not. Like you couldn't combine three of the main cops into one, but you could combine sometimes some of the some of the other characters. Can right. I, can I ask a question? You about... sure can. Please do. So when he breaks into the house to save the girl that's all tied up. And he shoots the gun from the guy after he shoots him, right? He puts the gun in his hand and he shoots it out. Does that really, like, work? Like, it doesn't seem like that would, like, lead anybody to think, oh, this guy shot the gun because he's barely holding it. It well, doesn't even have his fingerprints on it. I don't like, know. What were they doing? 1950s. I know. That's what There's I'm saying. Like, corrupt DNA LA. testing. You're right. Like, did yeah. they even check? They're like, yeah, whatever. There was I a mean, gun by him. He had a gun. There's a bullet hole in the door. <laughs> Yeah, Exley knew what was going on, but but Bud White says he got justice, and that's that's what he got. So, yeah, yeah. I I I just I see that in a lot of different movies. They're like, oh yeah, let's put the gun in the guy's hand <laughs> yeah. and then shoot it. Shoot well, it theoretically, you want to shoot it from their hand so that they have the gunpowder right. residue exactly on the hand as opposed to boom boom. 
toss, and, toss, and toss do it. I even think about that now because of like CSI and all that totally. stuff? That we, yeah, it's ingrained yeah. in your brain, right? Well, and your criminal minds and yeah, you'd make a great great criminal. <laughs> you would think of every angle. You think I would? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the other stuff. He'd lose, he'd miss out on the obvious because he's, I probably would. He's got the too he's got detailed. The, the details all locked up. It's missed the, the forest for the trees. Yep. <laughs> the simple stuff just is remember, what trips whatever, him up. Whatever acid you get, you got to put it in plastic, not into a bathtub for Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Make sure you get the right bins. Make sure you get the right bin. <laughs> Polyethylene or whatever it was. <laughs> you guys mentioned you didn't like Spacey's character. I I didn't this. No, I didn't no, say I didn't. that. Martin did. No, I, did. I, I I did a little bit. Well, let me clarify. <laughs> he was he was good. I I didn't think he was very super standout compared to. Usual Suspects and Seven, yeah. which oh, are yeah. very I don't... standout roles for him. This one was just, it was fine. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think necessarily his job was to be the, no, the it wasn't. lead in it. it was no, a, I, thought, I thought I thought character he did played well. Yeah, I thought yeah. He, he played the schmoozing, uh, more interested in fame yeah. role, and then also you know had the moral dilemma later mm-hmm. on. I can't remember. I saw something. I should have put it down. It was like what that fifty dollar bill would be worth. Like I know I want now, to... and it was like I want to say it was like five hundred and some odd dollars. Sounds right. Um, or something, something like that, like five thirty one or something. Um, but it's just funny to hear to see things like that, like the, a true translation of a fifty dollar bill from that time to your uh, retirement fund. <laughs> sure, it's actually five thirty eight, but. <laughs> Um, You're not accounting five, for five twenty nine. I think is what it is. That's for your kids. Four hundred one k, I believe. <laughs> two two seven. You have four hundred one thousand. <laughs> but yeah, I, I also like that aspect of it, uh, where each one of the main characters, you know, had that kind of epiphany of like something's not right here, mm-hmm. and we got to change it, and we got to go through it. What I didn't like was actually being. Little rapey towards oh, Kim Basinger yeah, and like I was like, dude, I remember not getting that at all as a child. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Why yeah. would she do that? Why would she do that? Yeah, um, why would he do that? Yeah, it was just like, well, that, she had the great line to him about that. It was like, fucking me is not the same as fucking Bud. Yeah, and but why did she think it was helping helping him? him? I didn't really, fully get that because, because Sid, she knew Sid he told... was yeah because she knew it was going to be photographed so they right. were going to so they, they were, were going to entrap him. him. Oh, okay. So he got yeah, okay, she got the sense. call from yeah, simple right from Patchett. Hey, this guy like, hates Bud, and we're going to screw this guy. And she's like, well, you I, have to screw I, him. To I, screw sl- him. I sleep people with I, I sleep with people if I'm told to, and so yeah. I mean, she was trying to help him by hundred percent hurting him. Um, I the. Maybe my favorite tidbit was uh, uh, Russell Crowe said that this was one of two films where he wishes there was a sequel as he liked playing the character so much. And the other was The Nice Guys. <laughs> He's so good in The Nice Guys. And I love, uh, you know, I love that movie. Um, <sighs> but also, I was like, well, that's interesting. He, the two movies he plays like a cop from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it's a private, like more of a PI. Um, yeah, I, think, nice guys, I think it was pretty obvious that Russell Crowe was a, a force after watching this movie. I think I remember thinking yeah, that for being much no more one. than Guy Pierce. And that was part of the whole thing with the like having three leads is Hansen had to like fight for that, but then he only had a small budget, so he had to get people that no one really knew. Yeah. Um, no namers essentially at the time who for doing that and having them I mean Spacey wasn't a no namer at the time, right. but to have them like space you know, Pierce, whatever, he had a career but not obviously to the level of crow but i mean like he kind of crushed it with getting yep. no-name actors who 
were very successful, and this was a big part of that. Yeah. But they also held their own. I mean, Pierce, I'm sure at some point, will dip into uh, Memento. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and kind of his highlight, in my opinion, probably of his career. But Russell, we've already talked about with Gladiator and plenty of other movies. Yeah, it was only, what, three years later, I think, Gladiator was? That's crazy. It's it, he looks different, I feel like. Well, he looked, he looked so young and, like, kind of... Almost babyish, right? In yeah. This one? Yeah, for had, sure. Like, still a baby face to him. Yeah, like maybe was he in a lot of fights afterwards or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hitting the gym, I think. Weathered too, and bit. yeah. Did you guys ever see Ravenous? That doesn't sound like a real movie. Is that Guy Pierce? Yeah. I think it I think I did. It's kinda like a horror movie ish. Kind of ish. Well that's a Martin question then. Where they yeah. like turn cannibal. Um There's a lot of those, but Ravenous was shortly after the two years later. You know what? I didn't. I saw something. You more are recently. what you eat. Yeah, it was like they got stranded and then uh, they started like eating people. And all I remember, like from either from the trailer or like the, one of the clips, was the guy comes out. He's like, "He was licking me," <laughs> and he like screams it. Oh, I did see this. Yeah, they. I did not. They yeah. made. I remember this. Okay, it's the whole concept was that they. Um, they had like soup made with from other from whatever people. people. So they, so they tasted as, people? Soon, as soon as they did, they all became like can, like crazy cannibals. So it's kind of like a weird concept like that. Oh, it's like Neil McDonough. The whole concept was that if as soon as you taste people, you can't go back. You go crazy. David Arquette, um, John Spencer. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I watched. I think I watched it in '99, so it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, that's... I I thought about this movie before. Six point nine. Yeah, I've thought about this movie before. But I totally forgot the name. I'm glad you brought it up, actually. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, wasn't he in that movie, Ravenous? And then so I had to look you it up. You are too. who you eat. Yeah, that's, that's such bad. a great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ah, he's also in The Count of Monte Cristo. Yep. Yes. Which That's a pretty good movie. It's a really good film. Alexander really Dumas. I don't know if I... I remember seeing it, but I, I couldn't tell you much about it at all. A young Henry Cavill mm. as the son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll believe you. Little JC, Jim Caviezel. <laughs> oh, God. I was hoping we would do a Caviezel movie at some point. <laughs> yeah, stay away from it. What's that new one that he's in? That I don't know what it's called. Sound I'll try of Freedom. To, yeah. It's on the Reading Plex, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Why doesn't anyone watch you see this movie? But it's so huge. They're packing theaters. No, they're not. It's all about <laughs> real shit that's happening. And then uh, The Time Machine. Did you ever see that one? With yeah, H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. Yeah, I read the book, of course. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, this all school, old school sci-fi. I liked it because they go like way far into the future. Yeah, which like, is like you don't expect to the year three thousand, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Or it's like like twenty. I can't remember what it is, but it's like way into the future where there's like a whole different species of human. Yeah, uh, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I got nothing for that one. And then my last one, I'm gonna just throw it out there. I mean, it's probably not even his best, but Trader. I love Trader. With uh, what? oh, you're talking about movies. Jesus, Guy, Guy, Pierce. Guy Pierce movies with um Don Cheadle. Um, did I see that? I don't know if I saw that. Oh, I know the. I remember seeing the movie itself. Like, yeah, six point nine out of ten. Well, now I, I got to find. There's a movie. I think it's. Oh, it's got Saeed uh, Tamawi from. I know. I every Arab movie <laughs> in, over the course of like ten years. He's also in like um. I think also got Neil McDonough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's not a bad film. I again, I enjoy Jeff Don Daniels. Cheadle. So you have Don Cheadle and Guy Pierce. It's pretty good. I think it probably needs a better rating than than what you see there. For uh, the truth is complicated. It was, it was very complicated. There's the this movie he was in called The Rover that I watched a few years ago. It's from 2014. It's about the Mars rover. Uh, no, but it's like a. It's with uh, Robert Pattinson, and uh, and Guy Pierce, and what, Joel Edgerton wrote it. That's weird, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it was not bad. It was kind of like a really indie movie, it's, but like post. It's, it's one of those known for us. Yeah, it's it's really pretty good. I don't remember I him in the Hurt Locker. I didn't remember him there either. Yeah, I would have not known. Uh, would have not known that at all. Yeah, um, but. L.A. Confidential, great film noir. Uh, you know, for those who yeah, are it fits not, the bill for yeah. that. Like, it, it definitely does. I mean, it's so. This is what I should have picked for when we did noir. This would have been the first one. Year. I think we even you even talked about I it. Talked but about you it, were but just trying to make me watch old shitty movies. No, I just had I had that that all of the movies that we watched like as like a pack together. I thought it was like a good starter pack, and this one didn't fully fit into that, which is all right. Yeah, we so got there. We got there eventually. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's just part of the deal, right? Like, there's there are a lot of, I mean, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of noir options. Yeah, I think just from a time frame standpoint or our age, this being made in 1997 is easier maybe to digest this noir movie because of that. It's got one. It's got people we actually know in it, or I know in it, and <laughs> uh, and they just do a good job with it. As always. Remember that some men get to subscribe and follow on our socials. Others get ex-hookers and a trip to Arizona. Thanks, and go to bed. Mm-hmm.